1: afternoon and welcome to Soul to Soul. It's wonderful to be with you on a Wednesday afternoon. Um, we've had a little bit of a break. I've had problems with my voice. As you can hear, it's not 100% normal. Um, but we are getting there, thank God. And it's really great to be back with you on a Wednesday afternoon to share some ideas of Torah and to speak about the great sages. And today we're going to speak about a sage, a great leader of the Jewish people, a, really, a real spiritual giant. His name was Rav Elimelech of Lijensk, Noam Elimelech. But we're going to go on a bit of a journey to get there and then we'll talk about the life and the achievements and the spiritual power of the Noam Elimelech. First I wanted to mention um, about the times we're in now. We're now in Sphira, the time when we count the Omer. And that is from Pesach until Shavuos. It's a very meaningful time of the year, a very important time for us to be doing a lot of internal spiritual work. The great Maharal explains that the um, time of Sphira is very important for all of us. And he, the Maharal says that the Sphira, the time of counting, the Omer, begins on the 16th of Nisan with the Omer offering. The Omer offering was bali. And we conclude this time of counting with Shavuos, with the festival of Shavuos. And at the festival of Shavuos, we bring the Sh'tei Halechem, the offering of wheat. He points out to the Maral that barley is animal food and wheat is human food. Because when we came out of Mitraim, when we came out of Egypt, we were on Mem Tes Sharetumat, the forty-ninth level of spiritual impurity and we work on ourselves at this time, these 49 days, in order to be ready to receive the Torah. And when we came out of Mitzrayim, our animalistic side, Mem Tesharituram Tumah, means that our animalistic side was dominant, was powerful, was leading us. And these 49 days that we work on ourselves ensures that we'll be ready to receive the Torah and um be... More human, in other words, our human side, our neshoma, our soul, then becomes dominant, and the driving force in our lives and in the choices that we make, and that is what we have. To, we have to be on that level, where our human side, our soul, is in control, in order to receive the Torah properly, as our sages teach us, Derech Eretz Kadma Torah that we have to have prepared our character and be refined human beings in order to receive the Torah in the way it was intended, in order for the Torah to develop us and to lead us and to guide us to fulfill our potential. The way the great Vulner Gohan explains it is the Goan says that the Torah is like water. Wherever you pour water, wherever the rain falls, whatever is in the ground will grow. If there's seeds in the ground, so the seeds will grow. If there are weeds in the ground, the weeds will grow. And therefore our personalities and our character needs to be refined. So when we receive the water of Torah, which is of tremendous power, the, wa- the Torah is nuclear in its power. So it will bring out those characteristics that we've worked on and that are dominant in our personalities. And so it's a very important time. Now the sphera we'll be counting, in fact, each day represents a different character trait. There are wonderful sphera that are written that describe the sphera of that day and the what particular part of our personality that relates to. And that's something we should be conscious of and be working on ourselves at this time. Um, we're now on the 31st day of the Omer. Tonight we count 32 thirty two in Hebrew is Laiv, is heart. In fact, there's a very famous vote of the, the Benei Saskar, who was also one of the great Hasidic giants. And he says the Benei Saskar that the these forty nine days of Sfira correspond to the words Laiv Tov, the Hebrew words Liv Tov, which the gematria, the numerical value is forty nine, Lave, which is 32, which is actually tonight the 32nd day and twelve is 17, adding up to 49. And that corresponds to the Mishnah in Pirkei Abos. There's a very beautiful Mishnah in Pirkei Abos in the second chapter of Pirkei Abos where Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai speaks to his Talmudim and he says to his five students, he says to them what is the right way the right course to follow in one's life. Um, he says, What is the right way? What is the correct pathway that a person should pursue? Rabbi Yonah says that Rabbi Yoram and wasn't, obviously as a Jew, our pathway is following the framework of the Torah and the mitzvahs. That is not voluntary. That is not something that's up to our own discretion. That is something that's compulsory for every Jew, is to keep the Torah and the mitzvahs. That's our foundation that goes without saying. But within that, Rabbi Yochan ben was asking his students, which character trait should be the one that a person works on above the others? Instead of working, uh, doing a little bit of work on the many parts of our character, which areas should we focus on primarily in order to ensure that we are refined human beings? That's the question he asks, and the uh, five Talmudim each give a different answer. Rabbi Eliezer says, in tova, we should have a good eye, which means we should see the good in ourselves, see the good in God's world, see the good in others. That's an eye in Tova. And when we, um are in, have the pleasure of being in the company of somebody as an eye in Tova, so that's a wonderful thing. That's a great person to be around. Somebody who appreciates the good in life, somebody who's happy and fulfilled and contented. If we don't develop this character trait of a eye of a good eye, so we end up being resentful, we end up being bitter, we end up feeling that we've been given a bad deal and being dealt a harsh hand. And we, it's not very pleasant to be around a person like that who constantly feels like they are, um, they are being taken advantage of by those around them, and by Hashem. So that's something that um, we should work on an Ayin tobbe. Rabbi Yoshua said, tov, That we should, uh, Rabbi Yonis says there's two ways to understand this. Either we should find a good friend, or we should be a good friend. Um, in other words, by finding a good friend, it's somebody we can confide in. Somebody who will help us deal with the vicissitudes of life and the challenges that come our way. And being a good friend means being able to be there for somebody. That's a certain skill. In order to be there for somebody, we have to hold ourselves back. We have to constrain ourselves to allow somebody else in. That's why we get married. The Torah commands us to get married because that's a tremendous spiritual growth. To be able to live a life now up until our single life, we are very selfish and self-centered when we get married. We now have to create space for another. We have to live with the cognizance of the needs of another, which is a great spiritual growth of holding ourselves back, sucking ourselves in and allowing somebody else to operate in that space. So that's a chaber tov. Rabbi Yossi says a shachen tov. We should be a good neighbor or we should be amongst good neighbors because we know our environment has a tremendous impact on who we are. Rabbi Shimon says a noilad, that we should see have developed the ability to see the consequences of our actions. We should develop the mindset to look into the future and see if I make choices now, there are going to be ramifications and consequences to the choices that I make, and that will obviously influence the more responsible decisions and choices that we make now. And then Rebbe um says one should have a leif tov. We're going to have an ad break now. When we come back, we'll discuss... What Rabbi Loza said, the Lev Tov, and how the Lev Tov really incorporates all the others. And that's what the Baniya Saskara says, that at this time, the 49 days of counting of the Omer, that's the time to develop Lev Tov, because the Gematria, the numerical value of Lev Tov, is um, 49. So please stay with us. We'll be back in a moment.
0: This is Focus on Our Sages with Rabbi Danny Sachstein on 101.9 High FM.
1: We're discussing the important work to be done at this time, the time of the counting of the Omer, the time of Sfira. And one of the focuses we should have is developing what we call a Lev tov, which adds up to 49. The Mishnah that we just discussed, which Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai speaks to his, asks his Talmudim, what is the pathway that a person should follow in order to co- correct and perfect their character, each one giving their view. And the last one, Rabbi Elozl says, Leiv Tov, a good heart. And Amalahem, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, answered his five students, and he said, I see as the, mo- the most correct answer, that of Rabbi Loza ben Arach, because within your suggestions are his suggestions. His um, focusing on lev tov, on a good heart, incorporates all the others as well. And the, the Rebbeinu Yonah brings the Rambam. The Rambam says that a person who has a good heart, so that person automatically sees the good in others, has a ayin tov is a good friend, a good heart, um, engenders good relationships and being a good friend and being a good neighbor and seeing the consequences of one's actions. So the good heart is something we should all be focusing on and emphasizing, particularly at this time during Sfira, during the counting of the Omer. Rabbi once got a beautiful um, explanation on this Mishnah, and he says, just as a good Physical heart requires attention, requires a particular lifestyle, requires eating the right foods and doing exercise. That will ensure that our physical heart remains healthy and strong. So, so to our spiritual heart also needs the right behavior, also needs the right exercise and a healthy diet. What is the um, healthy behavior of a spiritual heart? That is building. Compassion within ourselves Learning to be compassionate And empathetic to others Which is not easy Requires conscious work on our part Because just left to our own devices And our natural instincts We are quite selfish beings We need to work on ourselves To be compassionate And to be empathetic And likewise we should give tzedakah Give charity We should do gemilas chasadim Acts of kindness And when we're involved in those activities, on a daily basis, every single day we should be behaving in this way. So then we build our spiritual heart. That is healthy um, spiritual activity for the heart. That builds a tov. And of course we start at home, as the Gemara says, that charity begins at home. And living with a life of giving and of kindness and of compassion needs to begin in the home first and foremost to our spouse and to our children and our parents, and then it extends to our family and to our community. That should be our attitude. That should be our um, the way we behave as refined human beings with a lave tov, with a good heart. And that is one of the fundamental requirements of a Jew in this world. As we saw in um, last week's Pasha, Pasha's Kedoshin, The Torah tells us, God tells us, that we are required to love our fellow like ourselves, which is one of the most difficult commandments to observe, to love our fellow. Um, It's not something that comes naturally to most of us. And we all know that some people rub us up the wrong way and irritate us. God says you cannot have hatred in your heart Lord do not hate your fellow in your heart but love your fellow we're supposed to love everybody, so how is it that we achieve this? this very demanding requirement that God makes of, makes of us to love our fellow not an easy thing to achieve at all, and a beautiful explanation I heard which will take us to the Noam Elimelech, Rabbi Elimelech is the explanation of the Baal Shem Tov. The Baal Shem Tov actually was one of the rabbis of Rabbi Elimelech His primary rabbi was, um, the Maggid of Meserich. But he was still alive at the time that the Baal Shem Tov was alive. Baal Shem Tov says such a beautiful thing. He says that, how do we love our fellow? He says, well, the Torah says, love your fellow like yourself. How do we love ourselves? So a healthy person, a person who psychologically has a healthy makeup, looks in the mirror and sees an individual, sees themselves, and sees a person who has good points and a person who has bad points. We all have our strengths and we all have our weaknesses. But the psychologically healthy person understands that although I have my weaknesses, there's more good than bad. Overall, I'm a good person. Overall, I'm trying to improve myself. Overall, the good definitely um, outdoes the bad. So that's how we see ourselves. Says the Baal Shem Tov, that's how we should see others as well. That's what the Torah is telling us. The way you love yourself, the way you see yourself, needs to be applied to your fellow human beings as well. So if we see others, and maybe there's somebody who we don't like so much, or somebody who irritates us, or somebody who's hurt us. So we need to be able to be sophisticated enough to see a person in a broad sense. To see that this person, yes, they have deficiencies, they have weaknesses, but generally speaking, there's more good than bad. Just as I see that in myself, I need to see that in others, and see the good points in others, and see the strengths of others. And that's something that Rabbi Ely of Lijensk was able to do his whole life. Um, uh, almost two years ago, in August 2019, my wife and I were privileged to go to Poland and Lithuania on a trip with Rabbi Pesach Kron. And one of the highlights of the trip was going to Lijensk, which is a town in Poland, and going to the burial site. To the grave of Rabbi Elimelech of Luzhansk. And Rabbi Elimelech, I'll I'll tell you about him because our show is focused on understanding who the great leaders of the Jewish people have been in our past and the great sages. So in a moment, I'll tell you all about Rabbi Elimelech. But what got me to talking about Rabbi Elimelech is that he was a person who dedicated himself to loving his fellow, what we call Avas Yisrael. His Avas Yisrael was just off the charts. Was legendary. Was phenomenal. And when you go into the the, the grave side of the what we call the oil, where Rabbi Elimelech is buried, there's a room, and his grave is there. Um, um, the, on the wall, there is a prayer, Rabbi Elimelech's prayer, um, that he wrote. Now he, the normal Elimelech understood. He realized. He saw that people were struggling to um, daven properly, to pray properly. He saw that people were struggling to have the right covenant, the right concentration and connection in their prayer. And he therefore devised a special prayer that we say before praying. So it's a prayer before prayer, prayer before davening. It's a beautiful, powerful prayer which really puts into perspective who we are, and what our life is about, and now we are about to enter into an audience with the Melech Malchim Lachim of God, and what our, our mindset and perspective should be as we are about to daven, and we as Jews daven three times a day: we daven Shachrit in the morning, daven Mincha in the afternoon, we daven Maariv in the evening, and uh, Rabbi Melech helps us, takes our hand, and guides us as to what our mindset should be when we enter into prayer with God. And part of that, towards the end of that prayer, he says a very powerful one. He says, "Adarabba, on the contrary, please God, place in our hearts shenire Kol Echad that each one should see Each one should see the good in others and not their deficiencies, not their weaknesses and their bad points. And that is how, this is this, maybe Elimelech is revealing to us the secret of how he achieved such great levels of avas Yisrael, of loving his fellow, because he was able to fulfill what we discussed, this idea of the Baal Shem Tov, seeing the good in others and not seeing the bad in others. doesn't mean that we need to be naive and need to ignore that others have weaknesses. We know that's the case, just like we have weaknesses, but in general we see them in perspective. And we see there's more good than there's bad. And that's how we could love our fellow and fulfill this mitzvah of a recha kamocha. So since this idea that we're sharing of having a leif talk and seeing the good in others and loving our fellow was something that was mastered by Rabbi Elimelech of Lijansk. Let's talk a little bit about him, about this great individual, Rabbi Elimelech. Um, Rabbi Elimelech promised, he said, that... If you go to his grave, you visit where he's buried. So God will give you an opportunity to do chuva before you die, before you die, which is quite a, a haftacha, quite a promise he makes. And, um, he said your prayers will be answered. And when you enter into that place, it's a very mysterious, very spiritually powerful place. There's a different energy there. I've never felt that energy anywhere else, any other place I've ever been. And it really enables us to open up the connections to the higher spiritual worlds and to connecting to God, to um, the creator of the world. Now, in Judaism, it's very important to mention that we don't daven to people. We don't daven to people that are alive. We don't daven to people that are dead. That's not Judaism. That's not the Jewish religion. God forbid we daven to a human being. In Judaism, we daven to God. We don't need... An Intermediary as Jews we can connect directly to Hashem. We all have the tip phone number We all have direct access to God. So why what is the story about going to uh, the graves of righteous people? So we as the Chovetz Chaim describes in the Mishnah Bura The merit of the tzaddik the merit of the righteous person the merit of the tzaddikus the merit merit of the righteous uh, man or woman that is works in our favor in terms of our doubling. In other words, we connect ourselves to their merit, and that opens pathways and channels to the higher spiritual worlds for us. But we're not doubling to that person, God forbid. We don't do that as Jews, but we understand that this person achieved great spiritual things in their life, and we almost ride in the wake of their spiritual achievements in order to get our prayers through and connect to the higher worlds. It's a similar feeling, the only other place that I've Had this incredible, powerful feeling is at Kevah Rachel, at the graveside of Rachel Imenu, our great matriarch Rachel Rachel, which is in Jerusalem, which is next to Beis Lechem. So next that you're in Israel, definitely go to Kevah Rachel. And next that you're visiting Europe, visit Poland and Lizhensk and go to the, um, to the Kevil, to the oil of Rabbi Elimelech of -hmm. Lizhensk. Beberi Melech was born in the year 1717. He died in 1787, he was 70 years old, and um, in Poland, he was living in Poland. And he was born into a, um, a very uh, prominent religious family, not wealthy, but prominent in terms of their spiritual stature. And he wasn't, they were not Hasidim, his family were not Hasidim. Um, he had a brother, His brother had a tremendous impact on him in his life. His brother's name was Reb Zusha of Anipoli. Reb Zusha was 15 years his senior. Reb Zusha had the privilege of meeting the Maggid of Meserich. And when he met the Maggid of Meserich, he was absolutely blown away. And it was that point, at that point through that meeting, that Reb Zusha decided to become a chosid. And he, um, spoke to his brother. And he arranged a meeting for his brother also to meet the Maggid of Mezerich. And Rebbe Elimelech also was tremendously impressed and blown away by the sincerity and by the spiritual level of the Maggid of Mezerich. And he also then became a chosid, And together they were a very powerful team. Rebbe Elimelech and Reb Zusha. And they would go from town to town. Trying to help the community. Um they, 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 traveled extensively through Eastern Europe. And there are two reasons why they traveled so much. One was that it would be a kapora for them. We all know that traveling is not easy. They didn't, uh, travel first class. They didn't stay in five star hotels. They stayed at the back of the shoes. They traveled by wagon or by foot. It was very, very difficult and taxing. And it was, they felt it was a kapora. It was an atonement to be involved in traveling. Um, And it would be a kaporah for them and for Kla Yisrael. And also, their goal was to be machazek, to strengthen and to inspire the Jewish communities that they visited. What they would do is find out um, in the different communities what areas needed strengthening, what areas were not going so well for that community. So whether it was davening in a minion whether it was learning Torah, or whether it was keeping kosher properly, or keeping Shabbos properly, or, um, the laws of sneers, the laws of Taras and Mishpacha, they would find out what the weak points of that town were, and when they would speak, especially Rabbi Elimelech was a very gifted orator, very powerful speaker. So he would say that, you know, I found that I, my observance of Shabbos has not been so wonderful, and I found that these things helped me and lifted me, or my observance of Kashrus, that wasn't true he 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 was fine in those areas, but he would say myself and my brother, we found that these things strengthened us in these areas. in other words, they would say we're working on ourselves and maybe we're just talking to ourselves, maybe that will help you too, which would be an unthreatening way and would um, really lift and inspire and uh, lead the many different communities that they went to. There are many different legends and stories about um, their travels and about their levels of piety and righteousness. I'll share with you one such story. Um, Rabbi Elimelech and his brother had been traveling a long time. They came to a particular town, and they uh, somebody offered them to stay in, in their home. And as soon as they arrived, Rabbi Elimelech went lie and he wasn't feeling well. he'd Been traveling for a long time, and Rabbi Zusha was feeling a bit better, so he didn't go to sleep. So the persons whose home it was said, "I thought your brother." was a big tzaddik, a big holy person, but I see he likes to sleep. He's obviously not as holy as I thought he was. So his brother Reb Zusha said, let me show you the level of my brother. He said, you see, he's very tired. He's not feeling well. He's in a deep sleep. And he went over to the mezuzah. And he put his hand over the mezuzah. He covered the mezuzah. And immediately Rebbe woke up. And his brother Reb Zusha said, my brother, even though he's in such a deep sleep, he sensed that the protection that comes from the mezuzah, had now been covered, had now been uh, removed from him, and that bothered him, that 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 uh, that was enough to wake him up. He said, that's the level, that's the spiritual level of my holy brother. So it's one of the wonderful le- legends that tell about Rabbi Elimelech, says he had such a deep connection with Hashem, wherever he went, and even if the mezuzah was covered, he felt that there was a change in the atmosphere and the spiritual environment that he was. Please stay with us. We'll continue after this break.
0: This is Focus on Our Sages with Rabbi Danny Saxton on 101.9 High FM.
1: We're talking about the great and holy tzaddik, Rabbi Elimelech of Lizensk, the Noem Elimelech. Rabbi Eli Melech, um, we discussed how him and his brother became chassidim and how they went from town to town to try and influence and inspire the Jewish community, the Jewish people around them. And they had a tremendous impact on, on, on the Jews, in particular in Poland, in, in those areas of Eastern Europe. Um, after the death of the Magad of Meserich, who was their Rabbi in 1773, so they had they became the prominent leaders of the Hasidic world and their style and their approach and their greatness was uh, a shining light in the difficult times for the Jews in Eastern Europe in the 18th century. They also had, particularly Rabbi Elimelech, had a number of Talmud, a number of, of students, and these students themselves went on to carry the baton and to lead the Jewish world, lead the Hasidic world after the death of Rabbi Elimelech. And his four primary students, the Chose of Lublin, um, also a great and legendary individual in his own right. Um, we were also fortunate enough to go to his graveside, the Chose of Lublin, um, Rab Menachem Mendel of Rimanov, um, the Abtor of Rav Avram Yoshua Heschel, and the Magid of Kojitz. When Rabbi Elimelech was on his deathbed in 18, 1787, He called in his four Talmudim, and he said to each of them, I have a gift for each one of you. Such was his great spiritual power that he said to them, I will bequeath each of you with a a gift. And he said to the Chos of Lublin, I give you the light of my eyes. And it was known the Chos of Lublin had a tremendous perception and insight. When a person went to see him, he could see their neshama, he could see their soul, which was laid bare in front of him. And that's why he was known as the Chose. Chose means person who's got a vision, who can see clearly. Um, so that he received from from his Rebbe, the Noemi Melech. He said to Rav Menachem Mendel of Rumanov, I'll give you the neshoma of my brain. Um, according to Torah, the neshoma actually rests in the brain. It's at the, the place where the tefillin shall rush, the head tefillin goes, which is Actually, it's on top of the head. Some people make a mistake and put the tefillin on their forehead. That's incorrect. The tefillin needs to go on the top of the head. It's actually where the fontanelle is, where the soft part of a baby's head is. And the front of the tefillin shouldn't go over where the hairline is or was. That's where the front goes. So it's on top of the forehead, not on the forehead itself. So he said to Rav Menachem, of Rimanov, I'll give you the nish, That's where the neshama rests, according to Torah. So he said, Rabbi Elimelech said to Rav, I give you the neshom of my brain. And he became a great spiritual light for the Jewish people. He said to the Aptarov, of Aram Yeshua Heschel, I give you the koach of my lips. Rabbi Elimelech was a great and powerful orator, and so too became the one of the great orators of Eastern Europe. And finally to the Magid of Kozhnitz, he said, I give you the koach of my Which was what we're talking about, the Lev Tov. And having the ability to have Avash Israel to love our fellow and with a, with a sincerity and with a compassion. So Rebbe Elimelech not only had a great influence himself, but his Talmudim afterwards also had a tremendous impact on the Jewish people that were, um, that were living in, in uh, Europe at the time. So I'll leave you with two beautiful Peshatim, two beautiful um, explanations of the Noam Edimelech, and by the way, his famous sefer, he, his famous sefer is called Noam Edimelech. Why was it called that? I heard from Rabbi Pesach Kron, the name of the of the Belzer Rebbe. The Belzer Rebbe said that his uh, Rebbe uh, Edimelech of Legnitz had his wife had five children, three boys, two girls, and uh, the, the he, two of his sons, one was Eliezer. One was Eliezer, so they had completely different names. Eliezer and Eliezer are two different names altogether. Um, his son Eliezer was the one who brought to print the um, sefer called the Noam Elimelech. So his father had manuscripts, had writings, and he then printed them posthumously after his father had passed away. And he named the sefer Noam Elimelech. Says so the of why? Because the word Noam means pleasant, means sweet. So he named it after Rabbi, Rabbi Elimelech's brother, Zisha. Because Zish in Yiddish is sweet, is pleasant. So he called it Noam Elimelech, this, the pleasantness of Elimelech, after the, the Rab Zisha, who was his older brother, who had such a great impact on his father's life. That's why it's called Noam Elimelech. The Bala Tanya, the um, first Lubavitcha Rabbi Rebbe, said that his Sefer, his great Sefer, Sefer Tanya, um, is a safer ban on a safer that is for all Jews, for every common Jew, learn my safer and that will lead you and help you and connect you with Hashem. But he said, the Balatanya said that the Noam Elimelech was a safer for It was a safer for very great souls, really righteous souls. That was a guide and a path for the greatest and most righteous of Khal Yisrael. Please stay with us. We'll end off with two beautiful ideas of the Noam Elimelech.
0: This is Focus on Our Sages with Rabbi Danny Saxteen on 101.9 High FM.
1: We've been talking about the great sadik, Rabbi Elimelech of Ljansk. We're going to end off with some of his ideas. I don't know if we'll have time to get through both of them. Let's start out with one of my favorite teachings of the Noam Elimelech. The Noam Elimelech says, the Torah tells us, when the Jewish people left Egypt and they were at the sea, and the sea split and they walked through the sea that had split around them. The verse in the Torah says, Bnei Yisrael Jewish people walked on the dry land within the sea. They stayed the East, what had previously been the sea had now opened up, and had become dry land under their feet. They walked through the dry land in the sea, says Rabbi Elimelech, that that is the journey of every single Jew in this world, is to be able to see that when we're walking on the dry land, but Yabasha, we really betochayam. We really are experiencing miracles like the Jewish people did when they walked through the sea. Because our everyday existence is miraculous. Our everyday existence in this world is filled with incredible gifts and blessings that God showers upon us. Just the functioning of our body, the fact that we can see, the fact that we can hear, the fact that we can speak. Uh, as I mentioned in the beginning, I've had some issues with my voice, something that I've taken for granted my whole life. And suddenly when it was taken away, when I couldn't speak properly, I appreciate how intricate the vocal cords are, what an incredible organ um, is, uh, an ability is speech that God gives all of us. And our body is full of those incredible miracles, those unbelievable gifts, whether it's our respiration, whether it's the functioning of the heart, whether it's our senses, our five senses, the functioning of our digestion and of our lungs, etc., 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 to say that this incredibly perfect and magnificent organism called the human body is accidental is absolutely ridiculous. It's impossible. It's, it's just ludicrous to make such a suggestion. It's something that's so so involved and so perfect and so detailed, is accidental. The statistical probability of that is so unlikely. It's just, you know, so remote that that could have come by accident and chance. It's just ridiculous. So that's what the the Nomadi Melech is teaching us, that we should have the ability to open our eyes and to see that our existence in this world is miraculous is just breathtaking and phenomenal. Whether you're looking internally at the functioning of the human body, or whether you're looking at God's magnificent world, the perfection of our world and of our universe. And One of my favorite places on earth is the African bush felt. And one sees in the bush the unbelievable perfection of creation. You go to the bush and you see, you see as the world was when God created it, The six days of creation and the vastness and the perfection and how exquisite every aspect is, whether it's the tiniest little mosquito or dung beetle or the elephant and the lion and the giraffe. It's just all perfect and magnificent and breathtaking. And so part of the journey, part of the challenge of our life is to see, to realize that we walk b'yabashu b'tochayam. That our existence in this world is miraculous. It's not coincidental, accidental. It's part of God's exquisite plan, part of the journey of our soul, part of, part of the purpose that God sent our soul into this world is to refine ourselves and perfect ourselves, which is the work in particular at this time of Spirus Aoymer. And in Shem, please God, we should continue to draw on the great light of the Noam Elimelech Rabbi Melech of Luzhansk, and we in our lives should emulate him And have a love for our fellow, true sincere love for our fellow. Have a lev tov and see the great miracles that surround us each moment of our existence in this world. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful day.